The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 157. I hope that you guys are doing very well today and if you do happen to be struggling with OCD and anxiety you can get a free session with me to get that. All you need to do is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the free session. In today's podcast we're taking a look at how an overactive uh, imagination and um, a lack of uh, being able to uh, kind of control your attention leads to a lot of problems with OCD. So we'll be discussing that and I'll be giving some tips for how you can kind of deal with that. Um, As always, if you find the podcast helpful, it would be amazing if you could follow and like on Instagram. That really does help to, uh, to build up the popularity of the podcast. And also, if you could uh, if you could subscribe on your podcast app of choice, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Many thanks, guys, and I hope you enjoy. Is OCD in part a problem of focus and concentration? It certainly seems to be true that people with OCD struggle to put their attention on helpful things, and instead fall into the trap of allowing their attention to wander to doubts and concerns that fill them with dread. In his latest book, Stolen Focused, um, journalist Johan Harry interviews Dr. William James from the Oxford University, who says, if we want to do what matters in any domain, any context in life, we have to be able to give attention to the right things. If we can't do that, it's really hard to do anything. This is a really great quote as it really gets to the heart of the issue of imagination, focus and OCD. If we struggle to put our attention where we choose, then we're going to struggle full stop. And this applies to everything in life. But if you have OCD, then it's only going to be amplified. So looking back over my many, many years struggling with OCD... Even when I was a child and and was not chronically uh, struggling with it, I noticed a familiar pattern of vivid imagination followed by a free-flowing level of concentration. My imagination would, would go to something dark and almost immediately, as if the guard to my attention had left their post, I would focus in on that problem and explore it in detail. And like this... Uh, a new thought or concern could easily whip itself up into a full-blown anxiety attack or obsession. And I think as a result of, you know, perhaps reading uh, too many Roald Dahl books that, that would so often begin with the main character's parents dying in a car crash or, or something else horrible, 
I would obsess endlessly that something terrible was going to uh, was going to happen to my parents. If one of them, uh, for example, was late to pick me up, I was sure that it was because they'd had uh, a car crash and had died. And I would sit waiting almost in a kind of hypnotic trance with a growing sense of panic. Um, my imagination and, and lack of uh, focus control at that early age, you know, really worked me up and, and got me kind of stuck in these powerful base struggles. Um, something that was to become, you know, chronic in later life when I started to really struggle with OCD. Now, of course, lots of children can have similar concerns. Um, perhaps it even rings true for you. But as children, we still haven't developed such uh, great control over our attention and our ability to, to manage our emotions. Generally speaking, as we progress into adulthood, we get much better at this. We, we notice the irrational fears we have that are unlikely to come true and direct our attention onto more positive things. But if we later develop OCD, a similar uh, pattern can actually begin where we can feel ourselves almost being bullied and pushed around by our thoughts. And despite having that adult awareness that our, our concerns are not rational uh, or not likely to pass, we can feel like we're unable to stop worrying about them. OCD hijacks your ability to keep things in perspective. It uses an intolerance of uncertainty and anxiety to keep you from making sense of the world in the ways in which you otherwise would. When questions like, what if I really don't love him? Or did, did that image um, that just flashed up as I, I walked through the doorway, um, did, it, did it actually flash up at that moment? Um, you know, is it really going to cause something bad to happen? And these questions are, are so uh, terrible if you, if, you, if you struggle with OCD. That strong imagination that so many people with OCD have will take over and, and start to spin a story of doubt, which inevitably will be countered by the part of you that seeks certainty. Until just when you think that you've, you've found that, another doubt will present itself and, and on and on it goes. Now, I'm certain that this sounds familiar to you if you struggle with OCD, as it does to me and as it does to the uh, hundreds of clients that I've worked with. Um, if you look at worry and anxiety from the perspective that it is a misdirected creativity, then you really start to get the point. For myself, one of the things that really made a huge difference to my OCD was aligning myself more uh, with my values. And one of those was actually creativity. Um, so could it be that a connecting thread for many people with OCD is a disconnection with their creative and playful selves. I've seen countless clients begin to improve um, their, their mood and, and direction simply by getting more in touch with this creative side. With this in mind, it doesn't just have to be, you know, the things that we traditionally view as creative. Um, of course, drawing, painting, music, etc. are classic examples, but Creativity can be explored in many different areas and is, is definitely worth um, taking a look at. I'm not saying, though, that creativity alone will solve your OCD. Obviously, you need to focus on uh, exposure work and other things. But 
learning to to explore creativity uh, creativity could certainly um, help you to, to deal with it more effectively. Another big issue in regards to focus and OCD is that modern life uh, inundates us with distractions. Some would argue almost on purpose that um, leave us in a state of constant distraction. In an article for the Guardian newspaper entitled The Lost Art of Concentration, Being Distracted in a Digital World, uh, Harriet Griffey claims that, put simply, better concentration makes life easier and less stressful, and we will be more productive. To make this change uh, means reflecting on what we're doing to sabotage personal concentration, and then implementing steps towards behavioral change that will improve our chances of concentrating better. This means deliberately reducing distractions and being more self-disciplined about our use of social media, which are increasingly uh, urgent for the sake of our cognitive and mental health. Taking control of our use of social media then will certainly help us to be better able to start directing our attention where we want it to go, and to not use up our emotional energy on things that aren't serving us. A huge part of acceptance commitment therapy is learning how to direct your attention onto your values rather than your fears and obsessions. If you're routinely doing things that challenge your your ability to do that, then this is clearly going to set you back. You could consider trying to set up your, your day to limit social media use, Now, I'm not saying here to not use it altogether because, of course, social media has become a really big part of our lives. Um, But we should look at it. Um, For example, do you start your day with social media? Okay, (laughs) Um, I'll admit that sometimes I do this. But when I do that, I I notice straight away I'm less productive. Um, I'm I'm more easily distracted by, by other things throughout the day. So it's much better if we can avoid doing that. So I like to try to be strict with myself and and kind of have a rule almost that I'm not going to look at social media until at least 11 a.m. Because I know if I do this, then it's going to be much easier for me to to focus on the things that are important. You know, Um, for example, in the mornings, I like to to get up as soon as I can, focus on making podcasts, um, replying to uh, the endless emails that I have, or even taking my dog Bruno for a run. These are the things that set me up to have a good day, particularly if I get them you know, done in the first few hours. If I don't do those, if I just kind of sit there for you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, looking at uh, ridic- ridiculous pictures of uh, you know, random people's dogs or God knows what, then, uh, you know, I'm going to be distracted. And the other problem with social media is so much of it is, um, you know, has a very strong uh, emotional tie to us. These social media companies are brilliant at distracting us by just the right things. They know what kind of things are going to make us super happy or super angry. And they're using those emotions to draw us out of the present. So if you notice that happening to you a lot, and if you notice that it's harder for you to direct your attention after you've been using social media, perhaps it's um, time for a bit of a change. And finally, remember that there's always hope, even if you've been really struggling with OCD for, for many years, 
there's always hope that you can improve and that you can uh, that you can get over OCD. So try to remain as positive as possible. Keep trying some of the uh, different te- uh, techniques and tips like the ones uh, I've mentioned today. And um, and remember, social media. It seems like a good thing, but if you struggle with OCD, it really is not very helpful at all. So just try to try to bear that in mind. Okay, guys, that's it for, for today. I really hope that you enjoyed. As always, if you have any questions, then do please let me know. And many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.